And the apostles were gathered together in an upper room, preparing for a meal, no doubt. And they were fearful because Christ has ascended and left them. And uh, they didn't know what to do. And he appeared to them in the room saying, Peace be with you. And bless them. He'd walked through a closed door. So they knew he was different. Name the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I thank you for being with us this Pentecost weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and uh, helping start and straighten up our place for the summer season. It was just a few monks. It's about five at home and two out other places. And uh, it's hard to get everything done. So I appreciate your efforts for us. Now, you see that big cross over there by the Iconostas? Um, it was uh, written in Ukraine. And one side is the Passion of Christ. The other side is the resurrection. And we usually put that in the church for veneration and for to change the seasons. But unfortunately, we don't have a stand. So uh, we have a stand coming from uh, Ukraine who was designed by the artist Oleg to go with the beautiful cross, except unfortunately it costs money. So uh, at least uh, part of the money today in the collection, which one of you will take up, we're going to pay for the stand for that beautiful cross, and whatever is left over will go for the uh, support of the monastery. So I ask you to be generous in the collection today. We usually do not take up collections in the monastery, but uh, one of my brother abbots, they weren't taking up collection and they were getting sort of poor. He says that the collection uh, and the people that came on Sunday did help support the monastery, but you're doing it for a particular cause. Secondly, we have the trees in church for Pentecost, slab custom. It's always deciduous trees because new life comes in the spring and the green comes out. So we usually decorate the church in green with these trees. So uh, I'm grateful to Colin for finding them with his friend and bringing them over. And I want to talk to them about those trees. So they will be blessed today. There are six of them. They're budding trees and beautiful flowers, and they will be put around the church to decorate the church, the grounds of the church. So, so anyway, now to get back to the upper room. It was with fear and trembling that the apostles went to the upper room. Actually, first visitation of Jesus uh, after his resurrection was to the holy women 
And he just said to them, don't to touch him because he had not yet gone to the Father. Then he came among the apostles for the 40 days, or excuse me, uh, which Easter ends today with 50 days, and, and they were um, frightened. And he tried to say to them, do not fear, he especially said to Peter. And uh, he commissioned them. So we see that commissioning in the Acts of the Apostles, that first Pentecost. And there were the 12 apostles and probably the 72 altogether, and maybe more. And our Blessed Mother was in their midst. I want to talk to you about Blessed Mother and the Holy Spirit today. Now, most of you, all of us, including me, I don't remember being baptized and chrismated because I was just an infant and not a very healthy one. And my mother was worried. And, but she managed because she was a good mother to raise me. I found out something about uh, priests priest are known. All of them were sort of unhealthy infants. So anyway, and all of these priests, uh, Monsignor Oyovsky and others, they survived the infancy and became priests of God. So I don't know if it's a sign or not, but it's interesting that many of them were. So anyway, they're in the upper room, and fire comes upon them. Tongues of fire. Fire is the indication of divinity. It's all over both Testaments. Read your Bible closely and look at the text where fire is mentioned. Very interesting study. So the fire came down upon him. The Holy Spirit came upon him. He was sent by the Father, the text say today, and he came down with fire to strengthen them. Fire is not our enemy always. Now I want to say something about grace. Grace is fire in your soul. Uh, what do we know about grace? And what do we know about fire? Well, if we don't respect fire, if they, we don't respect the gifts of the Holy Spirit especially, uh, they can uh, hurt us. But respect to fire and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they can sanctify us. And the Mother of God, why was she there with the twelve? She was not an apostle. But she was waiting. Maybe she knew something about this coming of the Holy Spirit. A premonition or maybe a prayer she said. Maybe she prayed for the coming of the Holy Spirit. So you pay attention to the icons of our Blessed Mother. We were used to seeing the Christmas icons which is Our Lady holding the infant. 
incarnation. The many icons, all she's doing is has her hands crossed on her chest over her heart. So Christ came to her as an infant with the Father and the Son when she conceived him. The Holy Spirit comes through at Pentecost with the fire of the presence of God within her soul, and she clings to it. She cherishes the presence of God in her heart. We should do the same. You've been only having two conferences with me during this pilgrimage, but you know we're hesitant. We emphasize the prayer of the heart because that's where God lives in his holy powers, in his energies, in his sanctification. And like that assembly on Pentecost, they were gathered together praying, and the Holy Spirit came. Holy Spirit's in you. When you pray, you can get an abundance of the Holy Spirit, paying attention to the prayer of your heart, and you can grow and you can even receive inspirations from God. It's Pentecost is the time of the great inspiration of the church. And every one of you have your personal Pentecost when you're chrismated. That's meant to grow and increase in you as your source of sanctity within your inmost being. Not only that, if you, can, if you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, don't be afraid, you might do very special things. Your prayer might be very special. You may even write, uh, uh, make a miracle. You might even choose the right woman to marry. Maybe you'll choose something greater than marriage in the church, a monastic vocation. But you have to list the gifts of the Holy Spirit within you. And you have to suffer with that. See, the more you meet love, the more you want it. And the divine embrace of the Holy Spirit is an act of love of the Holy Trinity to make you a man or woman of God. This is a great feast day. Easter is important because we learn that we're going to overcome death. Christmas has become the birth of the Savior, very important in our culture, although in the early church it was not really significant, but it grew. All these things grow under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But what you're interested in is not how the Holy Spirit built this temple, but how he inspired the temple, what the icons mean, and how you become the icon of Christ, how you become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Very important. So that you not, need not have fear because you are strong. In the Latin text of the liturgy, they say the, the Spirit. Accipite Spiritus Sanctum ad robur. Receive the Holy Spirit unto strength to be strong for God 
and to be brave in your living the life of Christ which is in you. In a few moments, a few minutes, we will have the Eucharistic prayer. The Eucharistic prayer, we don't pay much attention to it unless we try to, but you should listen, especially since in since the reform of our liturgy, it's always out loud. Before that, he only wants to say the consecration out loud. But afterwards, the priest and we gathered. Why should not the people hear the whole Eucharistic prayer? It's a prayer of thanksgiving and glorification of God. It's your prayer. You have your priest there. He's Jesus amongst us. He says the prayers of Christ. And he perfects the Eucharist. In that Eucharistic prayer, there is sort of a retelling of the life of Christ and then the great moments. The ultimate chain of the Last Supper where he gives us the words of institution. But in the Eastern Church, we see the whole prayer is needed to be said, not just the words of institution. But after that, the priest says the epiclesis. He calls down upon the Holy Spirit, upon the body, the bread and blood to become the body and blood of Christ. And I think that's the moment within the Eucharistic prayer that the prayer comes together. Sometimes, just to see, a, so I think this is just a couple of weeks ago, I messed up on some of the words. So I went back to the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer and said the whole thing. Because we don't know exactly the, the moment he comes. But we know within that prayer he comes. Who does he bring with him? The Father and the Holy Spirit. Spirit especially comes the epiclesis. For Eastern Christians, that's the most precious moment. Because the Holy Spirit perfects what is imperfectible. He takes what is just body, uh, bread and wine, and turns the body, blood of Christ. He takes you, or just a mere human being, with a divine destiny, and turns you into little gods. Because in you dwells the grace of the Holy Spirit, the divine energies. That fulfills the pastoral epistle that says, you will become gods. What God is by nature, you become by participation in the divine energies of God that sanctify. This is the big celebration of that moment in your life. This is the big renewal of the church every year. This is the very great holiday, greater than Christmas, greater than Easter, because it picks you up and makes you a Christmas child, makes you an Easter child, and perfects the life of God within you. There are several ways that we can approach this or correspond. One of the ways is to be attentive to the presence of the Holy Spirit within you. How? By doxology, by prayer of the very being of God. 
So I remember when I was uh, a child, they always said to us, the nuns, I miss the sisters. I respect them highly. Don't see them too often anymore, especially in a place like out here in the boonies, you know. But anyway, they taught us to say the morning offering and to say the act of contrition before we went to bed at night. So if we died during the night, we had made our peace with God, confessed our sins, so to speak. I still say the act of contrition frequently, but I say different ones, especially Psalm 50. But anyway, there's much more to be done. You, you warriors of the Holy Spirit, you must be attentive to the growth of God's presence in your inmost being, in your heart. Mary was attentive. She was at Pentecost. She was attentive. She holds her hands in the icons to her heart, being attentive. You've got to be attentive to God. We teach you the Jesus prayers to help you be attentive to God. With that attention, that prayerful life, Scripture will open to you. Inspiration will open to you. You will be driven by the Holy Spirit. I just want to tell you one personal story about that. I haven't thought about it so recently. So when I came out here to the Northwest, I was in the United States Air Force. I was stationed in Spokane, I thought it was Spokane, but they they quickly corrected me. And I was there, and uh, so the bishop called me. Three bishops called me. They said, Father Joseph, we have no churches out there. I said, we have no people here. Well, they said, you open the churches and they, God will send the people. They'll see the glory of the Eastern Church. So I didn't ask them for any money or anything like that. I didn't know how I was going to do this at all. So I prayed to God. I wanted to build that little church and uh, buy that little church in Spokane. That was the first church. I didn't have much money. I prayed to God. I went out and opened up the, you know, where the mail comes at the street. I took out an envelope, and I had been bold enough to buy this property. I didn't know how I was going to do anything with it. In that envelope was a check for $20,000 for a mission society back east. So I could pay the bills, you know. I guess God wanted that church there. I never questioned God. I knew it was important to build God's holy church, especially our Byzantine Catholic church. 
because it's apostolic, is truly founded by the apostles, because it's truly the charismatic church in the Catholic Church, is truly the church of Pentecost. We are little, but we are strong, because God is with us. Pray hard. Listen to the Holy Spirit and you will do great things. Don't pray for yourself. God already knows what you need. But pray for help. Another thing you can do is once a year I rededicate the monks to the Holy Mother of God. of consecration. You ask her what you're supposed to do. After I was ordained, I said, what am I supposed to do? Well, I didn't know what I was going to do. I never dreamed I was going to be a missionary here on the West Coast. I thought I'd have a nice parish with a fat checkbook and I'd just sign checks and say Mass. That was not the case. God had another plan. God has a plan for each of you. But you have to listen to his voice in the Holy Spirit and do not question so when the God said, go out, the bishop said, they speak for God, don't they? Aren't they the voice of God amongst us? They said, open churches. Could I say no to the bishops? Could I say, well, I'm going to uh, Hawaii for a vacation. Or I don't know what the military is going to do with me. So it came the 15th of August, Our Lady's Feast. I went to the commander of the base and told him I'm um, going off active duty. He says, what are you going to do that for? And they didn't want me to do that. I probably could have had a very fruitful life in the military. I did. I, I was a colonel. I said to them, the bishop told me. He says, well, can we talk to the bishop? He says, no, it won't do any good because the bishop spoke for the Holy Spirit. Your life is your own, but you can perfect it through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can also be a happier person with the knowledge that your will and the will of God are one through the prayer of the Virgin Mary. And all those things, there is a plan to make you a saint. So when Bishop Kurt came out to take care of us, well, we have no residential bishop, he was going to give us a talk. He wanted to talk to us. So we thought, well, he's going to straighten us out or something. You know what he said? He said, fathers, become saints. Fathers, become saints. If you people can become saints, you'll convert the whole Northwest. This is your day of consecration. This is your day of nourishment. This is the day you celebrate that you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.